listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And today is a Rachel's Trivia Challenge! Yeah! Yeah! This is literally my favorite time of year. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. I hope you guys are ready to bring it. Is it the summer or is it the vacation Bible school time? Hmm? It is. Well, I mean, those two go together like jello and mandarin oranges, don't you know? (laughs) Supreme! (laughs) Yeah, no, today's quiz topic is vacation Bible school because for LCMS churches, summer means VBS. Almost. Uh, Always. Yeah, the timing of this quiz is unfortunate because right at this moment, many churches are having to decide what to do about VBS in a pandemic. Cancel, delay, scale back, get really super creative, go online, and online is not the same. So I really feel your pain. And even more so, having done a little research for this quiz and and come to a a new appreciation for all that VBS has to offer us. Kind of quick here. Like, yes, ma'am. I just want to express how proud I am of leaders in the church because it's so hard right now to figure out what you're going to do. Right. And this is just another example of how people are adapting and overcoming. And so just keep it up, everyone. You guys are doing mm-hmm. a good job. Yes. The thought of, of having to cancel... VBS outright, which, you know, a lot of churches are deciding to do is really sad because even though, as we'll find out in a few minutes, Vacation Bible School is not an ancient or even a particularly, you know, distinctively Lutheran practice, it is an annual event that brings out the best in so many churches. You've got volunteer service, family ministry, faith formation, community outreach, and of course those macaroni pipe cleaner foam cutout crafts <laughs> that leave glitter all over the church for months <laughs> afterwards. But if you want to see Christian life together in action, just sign up to help with BBS, only maybe next year. Um <laughs> So while we are uh, pondering what coronavirus means for Vacation Bible School, let's see how much you guys happen to know about it and its origins, both in Christianity in general and in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we know that Katie Luther and you know, Priscilla and Aquila back in the New Testament and all this, they didn't run VBSs the way we know them today. So it's not an ancient thing. But according to Wikipedia, in which decade, so you just have to get a 10-year span, were the first vacation Bible schools held? And I say according to Wikipedia because like so much sort of like... um folk church history, it's hard to get a definitive read on this stuff. But I think this is a very plausible set of of dates. So decade. Give me a decade. 60s. 20s. 50s. You're you're wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. Okay. uh, 40s. Simple no would have sufficed. 80s? <laughs> no, you guys, actually, really good guesses and keep hold on to those numbers. You may need them later. Um, <laughs> them all. Like, how much? Like, 
the 1890s. What? Right. It was really really rough. Really religious time. End of the Victorian era in the United States. um, And with a lot of women really trying their best to increase opportunities for both education and faith formation for young people. So according to one account... The origins of Vacation Bible School can be traced back to Hopedale, Illinois in 1894, where oh. Mrs. D.T. Miles, a minister's wife and Sunday school teacher, felt she was limited by time constraints in teaching the Bible to, to children. So she started a daily Bible school to teach them in the summer. And then in 1898, sort of great minds think alike moment here, Mrs. Walker Aylett Hawes, Virginia Sinclair Hawes, uh, she was the director of a children's department at a church in New York City, started a, quote, everyday Bible school for neighborhood children during the summer at a rented beer parlor in New York's east side. How did I not catch that in my first, <laughs> <laughs> first uh, flight through these notes? But so, yeah, 1890s is where we see, start to see some real action wow. on this. Cool. But which church groups, moving on to question two, which church groups, denominational groups, families of churches were the first to formally organize vacation Bible schools? And again, there are a couple of different competing accounts here. So you've got some leeway on your answers. But if you were to guess, who pioneered VBS for us? Baptists. Yes, that is yeah! one possible answer. <laughs> so uh, Mrs. Hawes in, in the New York City uh, beer parlor uh was a baptist <laughs> ironic wait wait what <laughs> cognitive dissonance yes um okay but uh robert Beauville of the baptist mission society be- became aware of her summer summer program and recommended it to other baptist churches and it sort of took off from there another possible answer to this would have been uh presbyterians uh-huh yeah i was gonna say that one one, said it, Bree. <laughs> I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> so it wasn't called Vacation Bible School, but in 1912, Dr. Abraham L. Latham of the Third Presbyterian Church in Chester, Pennsylvania, initiated a summer Bible school. And they the, the church claims that it was the world's first summer Bible school, although as we've seen, this huh. is a disputed claim. <laughs> so... We tend to peter out with our vacation Bible schools. Um, You know, we expect one morning a week for five days and then we are done, ready for nap time. But if you had signed up to volunteer at Mrs. D.T. Miles' Proto VBS, what kind of time commitment would you be in for? 16-hour days for a month? (laughs) Regular school hours for three months. I'm going with option B. Actually, Sarah is a little closer there. Um, (laughs) You guys were in the right direction. Way more intense. She taught her students five days a week, presumably days, days, maybe not 16 hours, but they were pretty. I mean, I'm sure the volunteers had long days uh, for four weeks uh, at a park. So, wow. And she did have teenage assistants. And then. It got even, once they started regularizing VBS curriculum, this might have gone even further. The first VBS curriculum, which was advertised for making the teachers work easy, 
offered a five-week course, uh, wherein the materials for each teacher are complete in one book. So these books, uh, which were hardbound, included lessons, games, music, and craft patterns. And that was put out by Standard Publishing. That sounds just like the CPH package. Yeah. One deal. Yeah, so these these early pioneers of vacation Bible schools, they sort of like got their format down pretty early on, um, and we're still sort of like running with their idea. Question four, and there's a bit of a lead up to this one, but I think you'll get it. And if you don't, never mind. Oh man, um, <laughs> so, much, so much pressure. Lutherans were relatively late adopters of vacation Bible school and actually of Sunday school too, though there are actually logical reasons for that. One is that unlike some other American evangelical church movements, Lutherans had established protocols for catechesis in place already since the Reformation and didn't feel quite the same angst about uh, making sure that the young people got their faith formation in, in time. But another reason goes back to the catechism itself, reason why we relate to the party with VBS. Which familiar line in Luther's small catechism helps explain why we weren't the first church to jump on the VBS bandwagon? Head of the household. Yes, ma'am. At several (laughs) points in the catechism, we have, as the head of the family should teach them in a simple way to his household. So right in our sort of foundational catechetical document there, we have a large emphasis placed on faith formation in the family, where the church is supporting that rather than the other way around. And it's sort of made going out of your way to educate other people's kids in the church a little bit less of a priority because we have a different different emphasis. But we did eventually get into the VBS game when Concordia Publishing House saw that VBS was increasingly popular, including in Lutheran churches around the country, they saw, obviously, the need to produce VBS materials that taught solid theology. (laughs) If you're going to do it, you might as well have good materials for it, right? (laughs) I hope so. Okay, pull pull out your your, your, your numbers from the question number one and riddle me this. When did CPH release its first VBS curriculum? 1950s. 40s. Okay. Uh, Brie, you're out. Aaron and Sarah, want to get more specific? <laughs> 48. 52. All right. Gold star to Sarah. It was 1947. Yeah. Oh. Right Nobody wins. <laughs> Nobody wins. And I don't have, I don't have a list of uh, the very first CPH VBS programs, but I do have a list starting in 1956 with titles like God's Children Pray and Let's Learn About God. And actually, Let's Learn About God shows up a couple of different times in 1958 and 1962. It was kind of a popular thing. Our Beautiful Savior was another one. So uh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. Like no, they... Adventures, 20... <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Patience, yes! my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the the early VBS were very um, sort of centrally focused on the core essentials. Um, there wasn't, I, I think there was a lot uh, less need for a comprehensive marketing sort of plan that required an all-encompassing catchy theme. Now, CPH is not the only purveyor of VBS materials, not even the only LCMS entity that creates P VBS curricula. For example, uh, LCMS recognized service organization Higher Things released a new program this year called Let Us Pray. And beyond Lutheran circles, nearly all Protestant denominational publishing houses offer programs tailored to their own doctrinal slant. Uh, so Cokesbury and Abingdon provide materials geared toward United Methodists, and Lifeway does the same for Southern Baptists. And then there are publishers like Orange and Group, which market themselves as non-denominational. Even Answers in Genesis with uh, Ken Ham has been putting out a creation-themed VBS in recent years. But of all of these, the largest and the most ubiquitous has got to be group publishing. Raise your hand if you've heard of them. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have personally participated in at least three group VBS programs that I know of in LCMS churches. But I've always wondered about the name. Can you I tell have me? How did group get its very nondescript yet unforgettable name? That's question six, by the way. <laughs> I bet it's an acronym. Oh. Or... Is it an Start acronym? Gospel, and then something, and it ends with program. Of publishing. Publishing, well, that works too. Publishing. <laughs> I love the way you guys think. Gospel <laughs> forces of unusual punishment. Publishing. <laughs> You're gonna was, just... It just, was it a group of people that wanted to publish stuff, so they just called them the group? Nope, even better. Oh, oh. Okay, all what? right. Here's This is directly from their website, because they tell it like a fairy tale. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a young youth ministry worker named Tom. That's Tom with an H, by the way. Named Ooh. Tom, who couldn't find enough great ideas for his youth group. No one had computers yet. The guys who invented Google had just been born. So Tom dusted off his typewriter and started a magazine called Group. The group comes from youth group. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's like one of those, uh, like, it's like a Where's Waldo. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. But until it you see it, it's you all. <laughs> so embarrassing. So now, of course, group publishing does a lot. Of, it, they still work with youth ministry materials, but also children's ministry, Sunday school curriculum, and vacation Bible school. They also have branched out into small group and women's ministry. So, but uh, yes, mm -hmm. group is just simply from youth group. Oh, now, cool. <laughs> so moving back to our own beloved CPH. On the surface, CPH's VBS curricula look like a lot of those of their competitors. They have crafts, games, skits, the up-tempo music, the bite-sized Bible lessons. But what, according to CPH, and I had the great pleasure of speaking with uh, Anna Johnson from CPH yesterday uh, as I was preparing Ooh, for yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Love her to death. Yes. Well, I did before and now I really do because she took my uh, <laughs> questions on short notice and gave me all that I could ask for and more. So <laughs> bless Thanks, her. Anna. Uh-huh. But according to Anna, what characteristics make a CPH curriculum different and distinctive than, say, one of Tom with an H's group programs? Has to be doctrinally renewed. <laughs> well, that's true. Yes, that's part of a big part of the answer. They have catechism lessons in them. Sometimes, but not not necessarily always. I'll I'll give you. I'll, <laughs> a hint. Well, uh, it's still all about Jesus. Jesus. Yes. So I yep. was right, basically. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yes. Now, then the, the the word they use or the phrase they use is VBS with purpose. And they try hard to incorporate Jesus into every game and lesson activity down to the crafts, the snacks, the games, and get the law and gospel in there. Another thing that is really distinctive about the, the CPH programs, and it's subtle, you might or might not notice it, is that they try to take in, into account the fact that scripture tells the same story from beginning to end. And so whereas with some of the other, especially evangelical-based uh, VBS programs, they'll always have on the fourth day, they'll have their sort of come to Jesus lesson, um, where whatever they're doing, even if it's like, you know, Moses in the Red Sea, they'll take a break on Thursday for that big gospel pitch. Whereas not all of them do this, obviously, but a lot of them do. And you'll you'll see it when you start looking for it. But whereas CPH, which is looking for sort of a holistic approach to both scripture and the life of faith, isn't in the same way going to try to get everyone converted by the end of the day on Thursday. Jesus every day. <laughs> yes, Jesus every day. <laughs> Anna also pointed out that each of the different lessons is written by someone in the field a church worker or another normal person, a parent, a volunteer, and that they're not handed down from on high. CPH decides the theme, but then brings in a lot of contributions from out in the church. So that's really cool. I should also, before we move on to our last two questions, take a little bit of time here to share some of the other takeaways from my chat with Anna, because she was so kind to give me all this information. I want to share this with you all. First is that they have been working really hard at CPH to make sure that churches have the resources they need to do some form of VBS in a coronavirus world. So lesson outlines are going online for ease of access, and they've been working with two LCMS congregations that we know and love, Emmanuel St. Charles and St. Paul de Pere, to create VBS video content, extra video content that churches can share with their families. If churches decide that, it's, as, as a couple of them that I know have very painfully decided that it's all too much and they want to do Rainforest Explorers next year instead of this year, they certainly can. But I would also encourage folks to keep an eye out for the 2021 program, which has just been announced. Um, yeah, go to their website. It? You'll see a video. It is God's Wonder Lab. Jesus does the impossible. And it's what? kind of a, a, a sort of a STEM inspired oh, curriculum. I yes. love this. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I love this interdisciplinary whole life learning approach oh, to my 
goodness. I think that's everything, but just encourage churches out there. If you are at all interested in trying to put together a VBS experience this year, CPH is really trying to have your back. So get in touch with them, see what's available. And I'm sure you can figure out something. Guys, this is awesome. (laughs) That's that's next year, Brie. Gotta wait a year. (laughs) Yeah, this year it's Rainforest Explorers. Which also also sounds cool. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So now that that little PSA is over, I have a short answer essay question for each of you oh, as we're no. running the home stretch. It's super easy. You'll all get 100% on this one. Essays what, make me so nervous. What is your favorite VBS memory as a child or as an adult? Anna remembered one year when her church brought in farm animals to the playground and there was a cow in the middle of the monkey bars and it sort of got her hooked on VBS. So I really appreciated her sharing that little vignette with me. Mine is probably making a cross mosaic with dyed sugar cubes. I just thought that was so cool. Who knew you could do that Um, when I was in about mm, fourth grade? (laughs) So each one of you, what's your favorite VBS memory? Mine is... Honestly, it's it's all the songs. So a whole bunch of the the songs that I associate with kids kids Christian songs were ones that came out of VBS, and I loved them. They often had actions, and I loved doing the actions that go with them. Uh, he's a peach of a savior. He's the apple of my eye. Yeah, that was a special one. I okay, this doesn't make me nervous. I lied. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite from when I was the little kid, I don't remember how old I was, but we used to do a um, like a Roman marketplace kind of VBS and we would all get to dress yeah. up in in costume every year and there would be centurions walking around with their little centurion helmet things on and we had Roman money and money bags and everything was all like Roman marketplace themed. It was so cool and I must have only been like, I don't know, six or seven, but it was it was the best. And we did it several years in a row in our parking lot and like had all these tent stalls set up all around and it was all outside. It was fantastic. Living I also history. love. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I also love <laughs> a little bit older when I was in high school and I got to help with VBS. Uh, I used to help with a church in Detroit. And that was some of the, the coolest stuff was having all these neighborhood kids come in in Detroit. Um, and teaching them about it was mostly catechetical because a lot of these kids they may or may not have had a lot of church but it was very catechetical stuff and we would you know I I still remember making a craft on baptism with can lids and like getting to draw on on a tin can lid about your baptism and making a little ornament it was so cool I loved I loved every summer Zion Bible camp it was the best it was the best so fun I don't know I don't know that I have a lot of childhood memories um, of VBS, but I, I volunteered for VBS last summer for the first time, like as an adult, and I just had the time of my life. I was a team leader. My team was awesome. We had a lot of fun and just being able to, it was almost like, and we have VBS in the evenings at our church. And so you'd think that like, oh gosh, I got to go from work and I got to be at the church by 5.30 and I'm just tired at the end. Of- that was like the highlight of my week was being able to be like, yes, I'm off work. I'm going to get to church. We're going to boogie down. And it just, it's so, kids just bring me so much joy. And when they're, when they are having a good time, 
and they're learning about Jesus. It's like the best combo in in my view. So it's just it's so fun. It's just fun. <laughs> yes. Well, the you love kids and and the feeling is mutual cuz I've not met a kid who doesn't love you, Brie. So that is true. <laughs> okay. Are we ready for our final question, which is a lightning round? Oh boy. Yes. Lightning round. Lightning I, round. This is a grand finale, and I'm really, really quite, quite pleased <laughs> with this. I don't know if you can see me beaming over here. Okay. Final question. This might take us a little while, but it's worth it. I promise. Oh, boy. Many VBS theme titles, because they all have themes now, bear an uncanny resemblance to the names of 1960s sci-fi and or B-movies. No, you I... didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love them. I mean, how are you going to argue with that? Great. So... Can you tell which is which? I'm oh, going to no. give you a title. I've got a whole list of these. And oh. I want you to tell me VBS theme or 60s film. This is fantastic. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. So this is going to go quick. Outlook Expedition. VBS. You were right. Fantastic Voyage. VBS. 60s. Movie. That's a movie. <laughs> I'm going to be That's, terrible at this, yeah, by the way. We'll go with movie or VBS. That's how right. we'll end. This Island Earth. Movie. Mm-hmm. movie. Movie. Amazing Desert Journey. VBS. VBS. Okay. Oh, it was VBS. VBS. Okay. Okay. Mystery Island. Movie? Movie. Both. Mystery Island is VBS. Mysterious what? Island <laughs> is the 60s movie. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Around the world under the sea. Movie. Movie? That is a movie. Okay, good. Um, I was like, that's a VBS. <laughs> cut it out. Wild Wild Planet. VBS? Movie. That's a movie. Alpine Ascent. VBS. VBS. That is VBS. I'm having trouble. I need, I need, it's hard to alternate these guys. In the wild. VBS. Yes. Movie. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I've only gotten Mission- one wrong. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're yeah, really, you're really good, good at this, Brie. I'm terrible. Uh, Mission Stardust. Movie. VBS. Movie. That is a movie. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> Mission Mars. Movie. VBS. That is a movie. Yes. To Mars and Beyond. Movie? Also a movie. Movie. That is a VBS. Mars VBS. Why didn't I stick with that? Martian VBS. <laughs> Journey to the Center of Time. Wait. VBS. What? Hold on. Movie? What? How does that even make sense? You gotta pick one. <laughs> Neither. That's dumb. Journey, to- <laughs> Journey the- to the Center of Time is a movie. Uh, the Time Travelers. Movie. Movie. That is a movie. Time Lab. VBS. 
Yes, that one is VBS. <laughs> Mystery Mansion. VBS. Movie? VBS. That's a VBS. Yeah. Planet Zoom. 60s movie. Movie? VBS. Brie, your streak is over. It's a VBS. Ah! Almost to the end. Rocket to the Moon. VBS. Movie. (laughs) That is a movie. Project X. Movie. Movie? VBS. That's a movie. All right. last, (laughs) Last two. Willie's Redneck Rodeo. What? <laughs> Please tell me that's a movie. I hope if it's a VBS <laughs> that it's like pre-1950. It's a VBS and it's pretty no! recent. <laughs> What's it from? I'll have to look that back up. No, it's oh within the last gosh. within the last 10 years. Willie's what? Redneck Rodeo. You can How find it. Pa- what? If you need this in your life, it's available from Christian Book Distributors. (laughs) Why? And the last one, Beach Blanket Bingo. This one's for all the marbles. Movie. Yes. Beach Blanket Bingo is a 60s movie. Starred Annette Funicello of the uh, Mouseketeers (laughs) fame. (laughs) Wow. So, uh... (laughs) Holy moly. There is really redneck one. That's so sad. (laughs) What a a depraved people we are. (laughs) I'm sure the people who did it enjoyed it very much. And as we as we see every year that even what seems to us like the wackiest theme imaginable can connect with kids and can provide an entryway for the gospel, which is what BBS is all about. I want to close with one final word from Anna Johnson, who was talking about the difficulties of doing VBS during a pandemic, the difficulties of being a publisher of one of these programs, because they're they're not easy or cheap to put together. Right. And she says, we want to help. Yeah, the business part is hard, but the harder part is that some kids aren't going to get to hear as much about Jesus this year if the VBSs go away. And of course, VBS is not the only way to reach young people with the gospel, but it has been a useful tool in our toolkit for the last 75 to 120 years, depending on what church you're part of. So I really, really hope that churches will be encouraged to put their heads together and figure out some way to use the energy that normally goes into VBS to find a creative way to, you know, get the word out to the young people, both in their congregations and in their communities. So I would be very interested to know, and I know Sarah, you usually do this, this little wrap up prompt, but what are you doing at your church? Can you jump onto our Facebook group and share your ideas and strategies for how you're going to manage VBS this year? Because I know people are all trying to figure it out. So let's put our heads together and do it because VBS is awesome. You know, I saw a statistic while I was researching this. In 1997, more than 85% of churches, Protestant churches at least, had a VBS program, and that number is down in the 60s. Now, VBS is something that more and more churches are finding is hard to justify the effort that goes into it. 
And so they are yet another aspect of church life that is is dying a little bit. And that's kind of sad because, yeah, the church existed a long time before the advent of VBS, but it's been fun. It's been a good ride. And I really hope that it continues for my kids and for my kids, the, the children of my children, that they can continue to come together and glue sugar cubes to cardboard and make pretty pictures that way. So that is awesome. I want to go do that now. (laughs) (laughs) And good job. You guys uh, got way more of those themes than I thought you would. (laughs) I'm a genius. You really are. (laughs) Or you've just seen a whole lot of 60s B movies. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I am excited, you know, as, as much as we say that this is a tradition that's Going the way of the dodo. I also am hopeful, though, to see how the whole pandemic and having to do things remotely and not in the traditional ways is also going to provide us some opportunities for for continuing the lifespan and continuing this tradition. It may look different, but I'm interested to see how people's ingenuity and ability to be creative and adapt is actually going to open up more doors for us. Yeah, that's very exciting because whenever the people in the church are faced with a challenge, we tend to meet it and innovate and figure out new ways to tell a very old story that everyone needs to hear. Well, as Rachel said, we would love to hear your VBS stories. Find us on Facebook in our group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge, or you can search for us on your favorite podcasting app, of course. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm on a journey to the center of time. <laughs> and I am not Annette Funicello. <laughs> what does it even mean? <laughs> Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge.